Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Nassim Abdi about inclusivity in the hybrid workplace. Nassim Abdi, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is a real pleasure to have you joining us uh, today from Chicago. I'm here south of Salt Lake City in Orem, Utah. And today we're going to be focusing on inclusivity, uh, inclusivity generally, and we'll, we'll get into particulars of that, but also more specifically within the hybrid workplace. Uh, as, as well, hopefully we're coming out of this pandemic soonish. Um, but uh, certainly as things have progressed over the last 18 months, we've seen more and more people move into virtual work and then back into the workplace or some sort of hybrid arrangement. And I think this new hybrid um, type of uh, context will be really what is typical for most people moving into the future. Uh, and that raises a whole bunch of opportunities and challenges for having an inclusive workplace. Uh, so these are the things that we'll be exploring together today. As we uh, get started, I just wanted to share Nassim's bio with everybody. Nassim Abdi, PhD, is the award-winning founder of Storybolt, a corporate inclusion training company that uses the power of storytelling to change corporate culture. Storybolt has developed active learning techniques, utilizing films and facilitated conversation to inspire empathy and drive leadership towards building more inclusive workplaces. Storybolt's novel approach to inclusive training is trusted by several Fortune 500s and large companies from Google Cloud to Brad's deals. As an educator, actor, storyteller, and inclusion evangelist, Nassim was, has adapted her decades of experience into addressing the widespread need for empathy-centric DEI solutions in the modern workplace. I love everything about that background. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background before we really launch on it? Oh, thank you. Um, and <laughs> thanks for going through all that <laughs> long uh, explanation about uh, who we are and who I am. Uh, I'm an immigrant, I want to add, um, and um, Nassim Abdi pronounced she, her. Um, and everything that we do about inclusion is part of also uh, my personal um, and professional mission in life. Uh, and also my co-founder had the same experience. So we do it from heart. It's not just um, a job that we are doing, uh, if that makes sense. It's something that we really do it with all heart and with all like as a mission of my, our lives. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. And I, I think we all need to be looking for our meaning, our purpose, so we can find fulfillment in the work that we do. I think the DE&I space is you know, particularly oriented that way <laughs> for people who, who engage in this work, because it's, it's really tough uh, uh, 
a hard slog, I think, for a lot of people to be able to to try to move the needle. So I think you have to be pretty passionate about it to yeah. to try to really stay consistent and sustain that effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, excellent. As we get uh, started, maybe you can share a little bit more about Storybolt. How did you uh, get started with that? And tell us a little bit more about Storybolt generally, but also your active learning uh, and empathy methodology. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so Storybolt um, is a company that we co-founded to bring candid conversations uh, with the power of stories and storytellers to involve cognitive empathy. Our empathy model um, uses a pedagogical model that um, emphasizes on stories in form of documentary films, award-winning documentary films, um, to create uh, an immersive learning experience for active learning on inclusion and understanding other peoples um, in a sort of way that they can walk in other people's shoes and understand what they experience. Um, and we do also have a measurable attitude change um, pedagogical uh, model that goes with this um, uh, series that we um, offer to companies and corporations um, for leadership level and also workforce um, to create a better culture of belonging. As you said, it's like something that we all thrive for these days. And um, we make sure that we create the opportunity to really understand um, what empathy is in all different aspects on diversity, equity, inclusion, and also like really measuring how much we are moving the needle on that. Where it started from, actually, honestly, from a different world. <laughs> I was in uh, academia, I was teaching in a classroom, trying to engage my students with um, topics that were very close to my heart. And um, I was teaching social justice education and women's studies and always trying to find innovative ways to engage them. And like, yeah, as we know, Generation Z, they don't follow a 45 minutes lecture. <laughs> That's not their way of uh, learning. And um, one day they challenged me with a topic that was very close to my heart about the impact of war on people. Um, as I shared, I'm an immigrant from the Middle East and I experienced it all, unfortunately, when it comes to uh, stories around war. And I thought that if I share my personal story, I can engage them with the issue um, and we can talk about potential um, like challenges and like what can we do as citizens and all that. And my dream was that they're gonna jump and that say that they don't wanna do another final exam or another paper. They wanna do something like an action project. And none of that happened, Jonathan. <laughs> they were busy with their devices and text messaging. And it was really, to be honest with you, frustrating, frustrating day for me as a person who experienced it in real life. And my only two students who came to me um, after that day was, were my two veteran students who really understood what I was talking about. And we had a really great chat about um, all different experiences we had, but the rest were not engaged. They couldn't relate to my stories. And I started thinking like, how can I change that? If I can't teach about the most important topic of my life, what else can I teach about? And I happened to be the leading actress of a film that was featured on Netflix and got awarded at the Nice Film Festival, a theatrical tour in the US and Europe. None of that because of me, all of that because of a brilliant director, um, but it gave me that experience um, to 
observe when people watch a story and someone from that story walks outside um, and talks about the story, it just brings the story to life and creates a magic sauce for engagement. Uh, with all the screening and Q and A's that we had, I experienced that I made my best friends through those Q and A's. It was such a candid conversation we had that I, I didn't need to explain anything further. We just started opening up and talk. So I decided that maybe that experience can help my students really relate to my stories. And I was lucky I found a good documentary about the issue. So long story short, next session, we started with that documentary and I was um, successful in, in engaging the filmmaker from Brooklyn, New York to join on um, video chat. And um, the, the same group of students who had no answers for me or no questions for me, rather, they had the most brilliant questions for the filmmaker and they were gazed on screen watching the film. So that was it. I, when I saw that, I started searching for a platform that does it for all other topics that you could search, find a story, real story about issues, and also connect with the storyteller who has hours off behind the camera stories. Um, and when I couldn't find that platform, I quit my teaching position, said goodbye to a tenure track offer, and my co-founder, Bob Ack, who is um, the king of edutainment, and he was exiting his third company, we um, got together and created a team of um, brilliant people who are really doing all the hard work right now. Uh, and we have more than 4,000 short documentaries from all around the world, from 112 countries to be more specific. And that's exactly what we do for companies and corporation now to create empathy. And uh, they watch yeah. you know, the stories and talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. I, I love the use of storytelling to convey these important messages uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging topics are are tough. You know, when you're talking about implicit biases, when you're talking about prejudice, when you're talking about these sorts of issues, people get defensive. Uh, a lot of people tune out, um, and it really can be hard. But the, the best way that I've found uh, to help people open their minds a little bit and challenge maybe their preconceived notions or biases is to just give them an experience with difference, give them an experience with people uh, who are struggling, you know, who are from mar marginalized populations and such. And that's hard to bring into you know, a corporate training, because unless you're like taking everyone out to, to different places. And so the use of, of um, storytelling through film, uh, I think is, is genius. It, it's a way to, in really compelling ways to, to share those stories of other people uh, with these individuals and then facilitate really great conversations to, uh, as, as people are exploring uh, and sitting in the discomfort um, of just recognizing their privilege and recognizing uh, where others uh, come from really hard backgrounds and, and what we can do about that, right? To, to make a, an equitable workplace in a place where everyone feels like they belong and really have a, a true opportunity to, to contribute in meaningful ways on a regular basis. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I can't agree more with what you said. Like, these are not easy conversations. These are really tough and we need to open minds and open hearts at the same time to get engaged in these conversations. And the beautiful thing about storytelling and uh, specifically documentary films is it creates a non-threatening way to do that. Um, so when, when you have a narrative story, it changes our, our brain chemistry. It produces oxytocin and uh, cortisol, 
which activates some part of our brains, those like fires of those neurons that helps with understanding and connecting with others. It's exactly the, the chemicals we need for empathy, uh, to feel empathy. And that's exactly the right time to start the conversation. Like we, when we have that situation, when we can walk in other people's shoes and really understand their situation is when we can have those real conversations and to your point, it's um, for companies and corporations, it's not an easy thing to do to take them out um, in a busy day that they have. So the beautiful thing about this series that we offer to companies is everything happens under one hour um, or max 90 minutes. They watch a real story and then they have a chance to talk with these storytellers from all around, all around the world live. They can just engage in a facilitated conversation, yeah. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. So let's talk about how you do this in a more virtual or hybrid kind of uh, a workplace arrangement. Um, and, and actually, maybe before we even do that, maybe we can talk about some of the challenges and opportunities that the hybrid or virtual workforce um, provides or, or uh, presents uh, as, as we move into the future of work. Yeah, absolutely. The last one and a half year has been a really difficult um, time, really trying times for all of us around the world. I don't know if you're hearing the background noise here, but I'm here sitting home because my little one got sick and couldn't go to school today. And that's the situation that many people at companies and corporations are experiencing every day. Um, being able to work and really get engaged in work and at the same time manage all the other things that are happening in your background is not an easy thing. It's not um, uh, really an ideal situation to manage. Uh, but at the same time, here is our reality and we need to uh, really uh, work on that and find out what are the ways to create um, the most, um, not only not, uh, satisfaction, but also productivity for, for people who are trying to survive in these situations. Um, I was reading an article the other day that was uh, a brilliant, um, had a brilliant title and 
article was very interesting at For on Forbes that was saying like CEO maybe is the new acronym for chief empathy officer because it during these times of hybrid work and work from home is actually the time that we most need that inclusivity and that um, empathy uh, for for leadership to understand the workplace uh, the workforce and their situation and how they have to deal with all changing and constantly changing situation at home and work um, there was some data there that was pretty interesting that 33 33% uh, of women of color who didn't have empathetic um, leaders um, left their workplace and 18% only 18% of uh, women of color uh, who had leaders who cared about their situation left their work workplace so I think it just gives us an idea of like, if we are more inclusive, if we learn how to be more uh, inclusive and have more empathy for uh, our team and people who are working with us, we are in, uh, increasing the chance of more creativity, more innovation, more performance, uh, higher performance, all that. So I guess they're all related and um, there are challenges that we are dealing with, but also there are opportunities that we could, if we do it right, we can really benefit from that. Like we have this opportunity of being connected to all around the world now. We learned it pretty fast and <laughs> in a sort of a, a crash course <laughs> to how to do it uh, efficiently and to work remote. Um, but it comes with challenges, as you mentioned as well, like being inclusive is even more important now than before. Yeah, because we have more distributed workforces than ever before. Uh, so we're, we're working with people uh, from all different backgrounds, walks of life, uh, culture, you know, all, all kind of the the more obvious vis visual differences in terms of race, ethnicity, gender, those sorts of things, of course, were, were um, common as part of this discussion before, and they continue to be common now. But just even the subtle nuances of different culture and 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 mind framings and and mindsets uh, as people from different walks of life different backgrounds different socioeconomic status uh, whatever all of those people you know have the opportunity to come together in a distributed workforce um how, how do you help everyone to feel included how do you, how do you help everyone to feel part of the team and not a second class citizen or in some way inferior or or you know that they fear that they don't have the same opportunities as you know the the, the white men in the the room or in the zoom call or or whatever how do you ensure that everyone has an opportunity to contribute uh, when you're virtual or when you're hybrid. Uh, I think this this raises other important issues when we're talking about hybrid because uh, disproportionately, those who will take advantage of virtual options when they have hybrid flexibility are those from more mar traditionally marginalized populations because they disproportionately have to take care of things like the child care, the elder care, uh, you know, just you, like you're at home right now with your child. Um, and that is something that women disproportionately uh, take on that role. Um, and, and so what happens if you have, say, a, a, a diverse team, like you have people from different races, ethnicities, genders, whatever, but disproportionately, you know, the women are 
on the virtual call while the men are in the room physically together. What does that look like in terms of opportunities for assignments and for promotions and and just the interactions that happen organically when you're together face to face and and the challenges that can come when you're doing that you know virtually. Um, these are all the types of questions we have to be asking ourselves uh, as we're trying to continue our diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging efforts um, in, in a more complex kind of world of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it was hard before. I, I suspect it'll be even harder moving forward mm-hmm. to make sure that we're addressing all these issues. That we are addressing all these issues. Absolutely. I'm one of the lucky ones that I had. Like, I have the support of uh, my partner, my husband, to like change days when we need to and um i didn't have to leave the work um due to the situation many many uh people more marginalized people had to even leave their work because of the situation and um there there's still increasing numbers when it comes to women unfortunately for leaving work and um going to this um hybrid remote situation with all the challenges that are still out there um and being caregiver uh, of elderly uh, parents or children. We still have a long way to go, but uh, even with this current situation, how to take care of inclusion, there's a brilliant saying that um, I heard it once that, um, and and I revised it somehow with uh, another colleague that we were chatting about it, that diversity is um, inviting people to a party and the original saying that we read at um, Harvard Business Review was that in- inclusion is inviting them to dance. And we said, no, it's not just inviting them to dance because we don't want them to dance with any music that we are putting in the par- party. It's inviting them to be the co-host, to design the party and choose the music, which to your point, as we're moving to this remote and hybrid work, um, it's really important if you're having diverse um, people around the table, we are inviting them to work with us, to be in the party, to ask them what is the comfortable um, situation for them to participate, to what should be the design of the meetings? What is the most convenient way for them to be fully present and be part of the decision-making and um, not just following and fitting in? That's one of the challenges with uh, diversity and inclusion that we many times we invite diverse workforce to our workplaces and then we leave it there we expect them to fit in and to be like um, the majority who used to be um, who had the privilege um, to design the workplace and if they don't follow that then we call them unprofessional (laughs) so it's really important how to change that approach and how to really let the, the beautiful, diverse voices around the table to design and tell us what it is to make them comfortable. What are the time zones differences? What are the um, kind of communication uh, models that we can have? Um, feedback is a gift. If we decide to accept those gifts and let them give us those gifts of desi- redesigning the way that we are communicating, redesigning the way that we are doing the decision-making is really important. Um, Another thing that comes very as very important, might be very simple, might be uh, common sense, but 
it's so many times get forget um, forgotten in a hybrid situation is when you are not in the same place in the same room together to um, collaborate to um, make decisions to do work that means not everybody has the same access or same um, level of voice um, when when the meeting ends people who are in the room continue the conversation and make decisions and those who are on zoom or any other like video conferencing um, platform they have to leave and go to the next thing and just imagine how um, it's going to change the dynamic and the uh, the way that we are working if the decisions are being made by those who are in the room and those who are not uh, in the room in the real room going to be um, just um, left behind in all these decisions and they have to follow everything that they were not part of yeah can, and I'm wondering, in our last little bit of time we have together, maybe you can describe how at Storybolt you help organizations that have moved to a hybrid model to deal with these issues. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's one thing when everyone's face to face and you have like a big corporate training, you know, kind of the traditional model. What do you do when people are remote or you have some mm -hmm. in, in person, some remote? So the beautiful thing about Storybolt um, is it's all virtual. It, it has been even virtual before the COVID hit because we have filmmakers coming from 112 countries around the world. Um, so for them and for the documentary films that are virtual experiences has been always virtual. Now we have this opportunity to bring in all the workforces from all different parts. And we are working with like uh, 1000 fortune companies around, around the world. And they have like um, team members from all different parts of the world. But they can now join the sessions, uh, the virtual sessions live, and they can be part of this experience to collectively watch a story, which is another part of collective learning experience, and then have this opportunity to talk and discuss about topics that are related to that story, to that topic. Um, and that's one of the ways that companies and corporations started building those like stronger teams, um, more, more uh, empathy and more uh, opening hearts and minds for having really candid conversations about topics that are important in productivity, topics that are important in team building and um, being more inclusive as well. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a real strength of your platform and your approach. Nassim, it has just been a real pleasure talking with you today, uh, getting your insights and, and having you share your experiences with me and my listeners. I note the time and we're about out of time today, but before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, more about your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Absolutely. Thank you, Jonathan. Likewise, I very much enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the conversation. You can always find us at storybolt.com um, and LinkedIn. We are very active on LinkedIn um, and we will have pretty soon an open house for those who would like to experience uh, what we have and um, also have webinars that are coming up. So check our LinkedIn page, um, Storybolt LinkedIn page. And also my personal LinkedIn page is always there. Um, to connect and um, let's these difficult days that we are all experiencing um, have more empathy for each other and open our minds and hearts to really understand each other's um, 
from all different walks of life that we are coming from. Um, let's walk in each other's shoes, not just trying to talk about it, get real about it. And uh, that's the real meaning of inclusivity. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, Nassim. It has been a real pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected, find out more about Nassim and her team can do for you. Check out Storybolt and all the great resources and, and uh, uh, the ability uh, they have to help you with your DE&I work. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.